morning, good evening, and welcome to the Cloudcast. I'm Aaron, and I'm here with Brian. Hey, Aaron, how are you? Good. I'm here with Chris from VMware. How are you guys doing? And I'm here with Mike from RSA. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good, good. We're coming to you live, like literally live. Yeah, literally live. No net tonight. From VMware, from VMworld. Um, so first of all, I have you to... You were out late last night, weren't you? No. We, no. Are, we all were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have to I have to recap do- Vodgeball real quick. How was it? It was good. You yeah. were intense. We were. We, it definitely got ugly. Uh, we're claiming victory since Chad and the rest of EMC forfeited, so third there place you, goes to first. There you go. As far as we're concerned. So. I just want to know, who, who nailed Beaker in the face? Oh. <laughs> I think you saw that, didn't you? I, I saw it. Somebody from... I think it was somebody from HP. No. No, it wasn't us. It was either you guys or HP. Somebody I nailed my had, own guy in the back of head. Long throw, <laughs> dead I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards fire. HP. Complete headshot. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's okay though today. I, uh, I, I killed George George Gerchow with friendly fire. Nice. <laughs> nice. So we got a bunch of questions here lined up yep. for you guys. Um, but so first of all, I'm going to do something personal. Uh, my wife uh, and my six year old are supposed to be watching this live streaming right now. So, hey Kim, hey Lydia, <laughs> go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, um, so first of all, let's start off. VCloud Director 1.5 was recently announced. Yes. So give us an overview of the highlights of the new version. Uh, yeah, it's actually a great question. So uh, to add on to that, there's actually a deep dive session, so I'm going to plug that a little yeah, bit. Sure, uh, there's three away. of those. It's uh, CIM 1264 with myself and Dave Hill. We'll go into some of that exact stuff at the end of it. Um, probably the, the biggest things that we're seeing is, you guys have probably seen it, fast provisioning. Uh, coming out within vCloud Director 1.5. Uh, callouts uh, with blocking messages is huge for the APIs. Uh, and I would say um, you know some advances in vShield Edge uh, that customers were asking for, VPN, okay. uh, and actually something a lot of customers asked for was also uh, five-tuple firewall capability. So that, that came out of actually customer requirements. Okay. Uh, so on the security side, actually. Yep. So some security stuff. Uh, easier provisioning, yep. uh, a little bit of stuff around storage and link clones. So, Absolutely. So, so all the people running Lab Manager who've been waiting for link clones and fast provisioning to, yeah. to do their migration definitely is going to be huge. Cool. Very, Very cool. cool. So, uh, so Mike, real quick, you're you're a sort of security guru. Uh, whether you want to claim that or not, you're. Uh, yeah, I'm the IT guy who does security, not the security guy who does IT. <laughs> we're calling you our security guru uh, today. That's good enough. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, so sort of, so two things. So security is. Here's a funny thing, right? It's almost like referees, right? The, the less right. you hear about it, the better it is. Uh, right. And then when it does have its hiccups, everybody freaks out. Although most people don't understand why it happened. Like, yet they're first. They're, they're the first to blame. Yeah. It, yep. You guys are great for throwing rocks at. Like, what's good in security these days? What's working well, or what's you know what what feels like it's it's kicking ass in security? Well, you know what what I I personally think is. Um, the ability to really operationalize security, uh, leveraging the, the virtual infrastructure. The virtual infrastructure gives us a whole new layer of visibility into what's going on. I know when someone powered something on, when they turned it off, when they moved it, when they changed it. I have timestamps to actions that previously might have just been the card swipe into the data center. So it's getting it's getting more visible. Hence, more visible gives you more chance to see when bad things are happening or deal with them easier to measure. Easier to measure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And cool. also, uh, probably one of the other things is consistency. Now, you know, in the virtual environment, everything's in one big giant for each loop. You yeah. don't change things onesie twosies. You put it in a for each loop and change it consistently. So when things are done outside of that, they're a lot easier to spot. So, Mike, 
How does RSA's current product offerings compare to, say, VMware's recent acquisition of Packet Motion? Well, I I only heard about Packet Motion on the on the plane flight out, so <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. Uh, I'm supposed to be. At least you had Wi-Fi on the plane, right? Well, <laughs> uh, that was in the airport. Oh, okay. <laughs> Clarify it this way, right? So, so there was a, a big big piece of, of DLP is now sort of integrated into VShield. Right. Talk about that for a second. What does that bring? Why is that right? Goodness? So RSA's DLP product is data loss prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll notice that VMware is not calling it DLP; they're calling it secure data discovery. Right. So what they're, it's a subset of the functionality of RSA's DLP. RSA's DLP can run and say, if you try to print out an Excel spreadsheet with credit card information, that policy that says, no, you can't do that, will block the printing. Okay. Right? But with the DLP built into VShield, it's really more of an audit function. So I'm going to scan every VM to see, is there a, an Excel spreadsheet with credit card information in there? If so, report on it. So it is a subset of the existing RSA DLP, but what it's really valuable to is now we're introducing the concept of data loss prevention to a much larger audience outside of security, now into uh, IT admins. Which which vShield product specifically is is that integrated? It's integrated into vShield app. App, that's what it is. Okay, good, good. So, Chris, all we hear about these days is compliance. When, when you talk about security, right? Yep. So tell us a little bit about vCloud Director today and areas of compliance and, and what vCloud kind of brings to the table or, quite frankly, what it doesn't today but it may someday, right? Yeah. I know you so, can't talk roadmaps specifically, right? Yeah, it's actually kind of, that's a really tough question to answer uh, because a lot of customers are looking at the catalog functionality to assist with compliance yes. where... They can create what they want in their catalog and then publish it out, and ideally people will use that published environment to deploy their vApps. Now, what we found in some customers is once it gets deployed, uh, and some co- it's customers that are especially doing development, they're deploying it to developers, unfortunately the developers have total access to those, those particular virtual Stuff machines. Sure, yeah, so okay. there's, there's okay. huge drift, right? And that's just yeah. naturally anyway yeah. in any environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think today what we're seeing is really... Uh, trying to use a catalog, trying to isolate things as much as possible. Uh, I think we're going to see things come come further down the road with Configuration Manager and some of the other product sets. As, like, as they integrate, they haven't really been integrated yet yep. that we see so far, but uh, definitely that's going to become more and more. I was actually talking to George after I hit him in that back of the head <laughs> in the ride home. Um, did you get a better answer after doing yeah. that? No, I, I didn't. I think What's it was the a answer now? Uh, so it's really more about, it, it gets confusing because Cloud Director by itself is just one piece of, okay. the, of right. the whole cloud puzzle. And things like the RSA integration, the, the uh, configuration manager integration, sure. vShield integration, it's yep. all all one big bundle. So uh, as Cloud Director by itself, today unfortunately it's right. probably the catalog but it, is but, the best thing. So it's going really from a provisioning model today to provisioning and monitoring. Uh, it, you I know, know that I would with, say monitor with but. with other products, right? Yeah. Not necessarily the vCloud product itself, right. but as part of the ecosystem. And I always like to be careful because we don't we don't really position vCloud Director as a provisioning engine. It's, yes. a, it's really a misnomer when we do that. Yeah. Right, uh, right, it right. It's a disservice to the product, actually. Sure. Um, and if Eddie's watching this, then he should actually hopefully text me and say thank you. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it you is just... really more about resource control, and, yep. and that's what people forget is the resource control management, the ability to do charge back and, or show back and things like that is what really makes it a cloud to the customer. Okay. One of the, one of the other things from a security standpoint is you're now 
moving your end users, your developers, your guys who think they need you know every privilege in the book, you're now presenting the virtual infrastructure through a new layer, mm -hmm. right. right? So they don't have access all the way down to the network and to the storage. Sure. You're presenting only what they need and only what you want them to have. Okay. So, so let, me, let me ask, let me put this in a, in a little different context. So, um, you guys talk about cloud with customers a bunch. You talk about security with customers a bunch. Uh, you know, one of the things you hear from people that maybe look at something like an Amazon cloud, just as an example, it, there's there's part of it's a concern about you know uh, reliability or availability or SLAs that that sort of performance driven stuff, and then part of it you know the concern is sort of this trust security you know is my data where's it going to go is it compliant is it getting mixed in with the other stew <laughs> we, we actually had this on the cloud talk uh, a couple weeks ago I don't know if you guys were watching that it was about cloud and security and mm -hmm. yeah myself and Massimo were were kind of on the side of having been in IT saying. Can customers really say that their premise is more secure than, say, a service provider that's in a hybrid yeah. cloud who has to go through a lot more rigorous security testing? And, and it got really interesting on the debate side. It, it's, yeah. funny, it's funny you should say that because in talking with some customers, and um, you know, I talk to small customers but mostly very large customers, yeah. and I hear some of their day-to-day -day practices and... <laughs> it curls your toes and makes the hair stand up. And these are the first ones to say, yeah, but will I be secure if I move it to the cloud? You're not secure today. There's a real good chance you'll be a lot more secure. So yeah, it's potentially, <laughs> well, the, right? So you know, the thing is, is now you have, it, 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 and it's not for everybody, um, it, it really ends up becoming a people thing, not a technical thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're going to a very large cloud service provider, who has to follow any number of different regulations. He's got a security team that a small medium business doesn't, have. doesn't right. even right. have or yeah. doesn't even know they should have. Sure, sure. Or can't afford. Yep. Okay. And, so oh. we're I mean, so we're still we're in that stage of if you do it at scale you should in theory be somewhat better. At least you yep. know if, if you're if you're good at scale you should be better than the guy who does it small at scale. Right. Yep. Right. Um, but we're still a little bit at that stage where like little kids will be like well, I don't like you. Well, yeah, but you're ugly. Yeah, but you're, you know, you're, I mean, like, you're comparing, you're comparing, like, bad habits to bad habits, not right. how do I make it better, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we're still a little bit at that stage because it's, it's more people than it is about purely technology. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, uh, ask any admin if you say, you know, maybe we should move all of the stuff yeah. out to the cloud. And he says, yeah, but what about my job? Yeah, it becomes a job. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all comes down to someone's job. Right, yeah. right. So he might be willing to move out, you know, web servers that contain static images. Stuff that right? won't get him fired. Right. That won't get him fired, but he's not going to move out anything that contains sensitive data because he thinks he knows it's going to run better. So, so. so the discussion is really about how do I make you feel comfortable with this thing that I'm, I'm looking to help you deploy? I mean, that's the yeah, and I, and I think vCloud's really working towards that. Yeah. You know, with a lot of the stuff they've been talking about of being able to federate you know, a service provider's vCloud and a, and a, and a local vCloud right. and being able to push stuff out to a remote site. Maybe you want to do it for disaster. Maybe you want to do it for security. Maybe you want to do it just because you don't want to run all those systems. Yeah. But also then being able to tag around the VM security policies so that I can say that VM shall never, ever go out to service yeah. provider A. Okay. Yeah. And, and so something else is a lot of times go after the low-hanging fruit, right? Which sometimes is test out. We still talk about low-hanging fruit. I'm surprised at that. I know. And <laughs> and the, the thing with test dev is, what is test dev a lot of times? A copy of production. Right. 
right? And source code. Yeah. Yeah. And, in the and raw. What are the you know? Do you guys encounter that a lot? Where security is really great at production level, but the test dev test dev level, which is a lot of times a target. I don't see any security at test dev. Yeah. Right, and that's what I'm kind of getting at here, right? I don't see enough if, security at test yeah. dev. But honestly, what worries me more is folks like marketing and finance who, because they're not getting the type of service they need from IT, go off and just buy some cloud services from, you know, an Amazon or something like that. And then I'm actually seeing where some companies are shutting off the ability to charge anything at Amazon purely for that reason. Just like on the, a just like card. Well, we always have that conversation too. Is when we when we talk about the cloud director and bringing private cloud on premise, and the, the conversation is always, can we do it cheaper? And you know, executive levels swear that their users aren't going out to Amazon and Google. And uh, one of our VPs, you know, called out a customer and said, "Go pull the expense reports." And you know, right. a week later they came back in horror because <laughs> yeah. there was they, just they charge probably, after charge after charge. Find it with, with the DLP product too. I mean, you guys. Can see you could put it at the edge of the firewall. You could see everything, right? Or at least in theory, you could see most things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So, so question for you. So, yeah. uh, this will probably get us thrown out of VMworld for even mentioning it, but it's only. Aaron I'm already now. walking on thin ice. Yeah. In some <laughs> Let's look <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> Alex is shaking her fingers. See, like. <laughs> so, I, so I asked. Uh-oh, oh, here my, comes Troy. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God! What in the world? John no, wait, Troy, hold on, John really. Troy, John Troy, Troy looks like a giant disco ball. Oh, this is what wow. you get for being live. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, getting back to the question. So, um, vCloud today, um, you know, all the sort of integration is via API. So it's yep. still considered sort of closed source, if you will. Um, That's not how we position it, but okay. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's not open source, right? No. It's, it's you know, it's, it's API based Correct. access for integration. Yep. And and you're seeing some people for various reasons, at least vendors are. are putting tools out there that, that might manage more than one hypervisor, right? Yeah. You guys obviously would make an argument that, that that's sort of a waste of time. It's, you know, vSphere is the best hypervisor, you know, well, best, I best feature. Right. I have to since this is how live. Much, yeah. how, how much, I mean, like, how much, how much you do you will guys be reviewed. get, how much do you get customers saying, look, um, we like what you do, we have a huge vSphere environment, but we do have this other stuff, and we're using your management tools. Do, do you ever plan to, to do that with some of those? I mean, do you get much push from customers regardless of what's on your roadmap? So it's tough for me because I don't. I'm post-sales and delivery. So okay. unfortunately, and I'm, I seriously am not dodging the question, but it uh, it ends up coming down to once post-sales gets involved, that's really, yeah. we've already sold it, right? I so I, yeah. I already get in so there. You don't and hear, you don't no, we don't get the it. objections. Okay. Well, where we see questions around the APIs, I mean, if you want to talk about that specifically, yeah, but sure. we have customers at, customers asking, where's the glue, right? So right. Okay. Uh, orchestration's becoming a huge thing, uh, being able to do things. I had a conversation with the VCE guys uh, a couple weeks ago around how do we provision on, say, a vBlock, a brand new provider VDC, using the UIM plugin for Orchestrator, using the vSphere plugin, using the uh, the vCloud Director plugin, and actually building that workflow all the way to the end so that mm -hmm. they can actually add to a provider VDC so or provision one from the ground up. So the customer sees like one thing; he's not dealing with lots Correct. of Correct. Yeah. Blocks so what's and, the yeah. piece in the middle, right? That okay. does that? It could be Orca It could be our orchestrator. It could be somebody else's orchestration engine. Yeah, but there's, orchestration there's, there's, is a big topic today. And, and you can actually to kind of segue into orchestration and security a bit, you can start to use orchestration for security. Okay. So you're not going to give all of your junior admins access to vCenter. Only a few people are going to have access to that because that's really the keys to the kingdom. And you're going to only expose the tasks that they've been qualified to yes. do okay. via orchestrator. 
you tie that in with a SIM solution, a security incident and event management solution, and now all tasks that go through Orchestrator and all tasks that show up on vCenter now correlate. Yeah. Anything that doesn't right. rises to the top, and we, now you can chase it. Most people standpoint. today that are probably watching this, I could probably count on one hand the number of customers who actually implement role-based access inside yes. vCenter. Right. Yes. When we come in and do a cloud implementation, it becomes mandatory because those same ESX admins that might have been in Virtual Center just to patch ESX hosts, we want to actually prevent them from seeing virtual machines right. because those machines are controlled by vCloud Director. So yeah. just at the basic level, to yep. your point around who has access to vCenter now, it becomes a, a, a total change. So operational procedures are changing. Especially right. as you start layering all, all these new abstraction layers oh, like yeah. View and Orchestrator <laughs> and others, right. Right. you really have to step back and say, I really have to limit who can touch that because exactly. they yeah. can totally right. destroy my world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, you got. I mean, we, we were hanging out at the the expert show last there, yep. the event last night, and even that, I got to imagine two thirds of the guys in that room are going, I was, I'm pretty much a storage guy, and now they're asking me to do network, or now they're, you know, I'm a network guy, and they're asking me to do virtual. Like, the roles are converging the, the, the fast. The chance to make mistakes there is huge. It's right. until people get, you know, they get exactly. comfortable, they get multi-skilled. We, we, a, a year ago, we were talking about a vSphere admin or a, or a, or a, a cloud, not a cloud team, but a, a virtualization team with yep. a customer. Now we're talking about, you know, jack of all uh, trades. Yeah, or exactly. we're talking about a cloud, a set of cloud administrators separate yeah. from a set yeah. of, you know, vCenter administrators. Infrastructure, v infrastructure administrators. Yeah. Sure. Right. sure, absolutely. Yep. Let's bring it back to um, compliance for a second. Sure. So. <laughs> Yeah. He's going to beat that dead horse. No kidding. Yeah, I'm going to. Absolutely. <laughs> Where's what, George? Yeah. Which, which compliance models are you seeing the most right now? Is it HIPAA? Is it SOX? Is it PCI? PCI. PCI, yeah. okay. PCI is, is big. Okay. And you know, all, the, all the stolen money goes. It's like the old bank robber joke, right? Why do you rob banks? Because that's where all the money is. I mean, exactly. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. How many of us have PlayStation 3 accounts? Right. I mean, look at what happened to that yeah. network and how many yeah. dollars were lost over the time it was down. That, that's, that was all PCI compliance. Yeah, not to yeah. mention credibility. I mean, yeah, credit card information, it's, it's huge. My wife's company has, uh, you know, a couple hundred employees, and they have to meet PCI compliance because they deal with schools and Social Security numbers. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. So, okay. And there's many ways to address each of those different compliance things, but, you know, what you really need to do is regularly assess your environment to ensure that it stays in compliance. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's yep. lots of tools, both from VMware and from RSA, like that can help you. testing restores, right? Everybody yeah. does the backup, but nobody, nobody tests the tape. <laughs> so they need, they, need the, they need the VMware tagline that's now vSphere, the credit card hypervisor. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know that I'll go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you so, don't want to commit to that one? No, no. <laughs> so, so you guys touched on orchestration a little bit, right? So, yeah. uh, VMware, vCenter, vCloud, really good at automation, up and down a lot of things, right? Obviously yep. getting better. The orchestration piece, uh, VCO, so vCloud Orchestrator, doesn't get as much buzz. It does how, not. How come? I... What's, what, why not? You know, it's actually kind of interesting because it's free. Yeah. Right. I will yeah. say, if everybody doesn't know it, it's installed on your virtual center, right? I mean, a lot okay. of people just don't know that they can go configure it. Um, I think Christoph and his team, you know, vco.info guys, have mm -hmm. done a great job just getting the word out there. We're doing it more from a cloud perspective because for us, it's the easiest orchestration tool available. Customers don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Yep. So it's a good start. I mean, we're seeing VCM, uh, I'm sorry, VSM, uh, Service Manager out yep. there as well. But it's if we get customers to configure it, we're seeing the UIM plugins, we're seeing third-party plugins. Yep. So we're seeing more come along. We're seeing VCE come along and say, you know, can we use this with UIM yeah, and, sure. and do provisioning? 
Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I asked the same question myself. It, 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 I said, why don't have, people set it, it up? Does it have anything to do potentially with if you think it's free, there's that perception of maybe it doesn't do enough. Uh, well, I think people think it's hard to configure. I mean, okay. I personally haven't played with it a lot. That getting it set up and, it, and it, there's so many people. I think we're like two, three years ahead okay. of yeah. the general IT populace, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so these are all new concepts to a lot of folks. I mean, we heard uh, earlier this morning in Duncan's HA session, you know, a couple of guys who are afraid to turn on HA. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and they think they can do it better with other Manual. products and manually. And I mean, if you have that level of, I'm afraid to try that, yeah. then something like VCO is, is way, way out of the list. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think that what, what, having come from an administrator's background, I think what, what customers have a hard time doing is actually documenting the procedure to write the automation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's they know how to click. They know what buttons to push, but they've never actually written it down. And part of building an orchestration inside Orchestrator is yeah. actually having the written workflow, same as you would for a failover for SRM, right? Well, we say that with SRM. You've right. got to have the runbook. Yep. And it's no different for orchestration. Right. And administrators just say, well, I just know how to do it. And when you ask them to sort of document it, they go, well, what steps do you have to get? It's, right. I, I kind of describe orchestration and workflowing and automation Really simply, when we were all kids, we had to write the "How did you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich?" Yeah. Right. And how many steps did it take? You know, did you walk to the cabinet? Did you open the cabinet? Did you grab the red? That's how detailed an orchestration has to be for automation to work. Yep. Because if you miss a step, then it's going to fail. Right. So, and so, so it might actually fall into that same like I'm concerned about my job. Right. You know, there's always I don't want to document what I do <laughs> yeah. because everybody knows what it is. Because anybody can <laughs> get, grab never, the book they and they do it. Right. Never Fred Flintstone to leave because he was the only guy who could operate the dinosaur. If you're the only guy that that knows it in your head, why would you write it down? Exactly. Somebody else yeah. can do your job. And, we, right. and we're pushing for that. We're pushing for more operational documentation at customers so that we can capture that and yeah. turn it into uh, an automation. And, and this is this is sad, but it is true at times. Back when I was doing professional services, a lot of times the documentation would be delivering step by step. Absolutely. Right. And. Well, what's you, the, what's you, the last step of, you every, a, of every project? Deliver documentation. Right, exactly. Well, what's for, the first for thing services. to fall off? Yeah. Yeah. Delivery exactly. of documentation. And, and think about this. The longer it was, the more impressive it looked, right? right. If you just gave somebody, here's your here's your orchestrator. Yeah. You just plug it in and you run it. And they're I'll like, admit, well, you I, didn't really do that when much When I was then. an administrator, <laughs> I, I just, when I was an admin, I didn't have time to really document. It came down to project ended, next project goes. When you pay for services, I mean, that's obviously a deliverable, so we, exactly. we do that yep. you know, because we were, were committed to doing it. Well, and there, there was a number of times, too, where I was actually, did consulting gigs where all I did was go in and write the existing procedures. It was... Aaron's All right, show me how you do this, right? right? How do you do a, it now? He's a freak, though. He likes documenting stuff. I don't yeah. like it. He's like totally... <laughs> yeah. I'm not in a way this long. Yeah. Yeah. Totally like, as the, as the documentation <laughs> side of the podcast, yeah, that, yeah. I'm definitely that, that, that person, You're I admit it. You're an odd cat, man. I know, I know. <laughs> I Document your environment, kids. <laughs> Aaron's going to come after you. Well, listen, we've, we've talked about a lot of stuff. I mean, we talked about, you know, changing job roles. We talked about what's, what's new in the products. Uh, you know, we talked about security to a certain extent. Um, real quick, because we're going to wrap this up. Um, you know, folks only want to see our faces for so long. Uh, real, real quick plug. Where are you guys going to be at this week? Where can they find you on the web? Yep. Uh, so myself, I've got, uh, as mentioned at the beginning, CIM 1264, three sessions of it this week, actually. Okay. A third one nice. got added on Thursday. Nice. I don't know the exact times. That's the vCloud Deep Dive, vCloud Director Deep Dive with Dave Hill out of the U.K., 
there's also two group discussions that I have called vCloud with Chris Colati, GD06. Uh, and then I'm also part of the experts one-on-one. So actually, we do need to plug that. I guess people don't know they have to sign up for that. So okay. you have to go right outside the solutions exchange behind us, and there's okay. a sign-up desk. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. Kiki should be over there at the desk, but you can get an hour with... Uh, uh, different experts, you, yeah, yeah. Mike DiPetrillo's over there, Duncan Epping's going to be over there, myself, uh, Massimo, uh, so you, you, with Duncan and myself, you even get a couple of VCDXs over there. Maybe sign some books or something? I don't sign any books. <laughs> yeah. I don't. What about you, Mike? Where are you going to be? So, uh, I didn't get any sessions this time around. <laughs> oh, no. That was short. So, I'm all, Sweet. No. so you're just going to stump out here, and so, you're just going to talk. And, all he's uh, going to do is so just fill the cup up with beer. So, you, you've got my blog. Up. It's uh, www.yelloff.com, which yeah. is Foley spelled backwards. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, I'm at Mike Foley on Twitter, and a pro- pretty prolific Twitter, uh, tweet, head, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah and, um, know you know, I'm around here. If you want to talk security, send me a tweet and yeah. find me. I'll, cool. I'll, I'm more than happy to, to talk security with folks. I'm actually here attending. Oh, awesome. And, and, awesome. and you're now the reigning quiz show champion. Show yeah, me, show yeah, me yeah, the cup. I, yeah. I do have my new quiz show champion. champion. Uh, I will not be drinking beer from this later. <laughs> well, he says that now. Yeah, just yeah. It's uh, only it's only because it's not big yeah, enough. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, something else I'll put a plug in for Christopher Kusek's uh, party tonight, the CXI party. Yep. Uh, I will not be bringing this to the CXI party because I'll probably end up leaving it there. <laughs> oh, just to add my Twitter ID C Kaladi. Uh, on Twitter and my website's easy. It's chriscolati.us. Very yeah. cool. We'll Mike Foley. We'll have all that in the show notes. So real quick before you uh, before you go out, uh, tomorrow's my eight-year anniversary. So if my wife and kids are at home, honey, thanks for letting me come here. <laughs> Love you to death. Happy uh, sorry wife, I'm happy life. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and I have to say this as well. He said tomorrow, the flowers are on their way. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow is my 14-year anniversary. So, Kim, if you're still watching this and you're not bored by now and haven't shut it off. <laughs> this is the first year in a row Love that has landed over my anniversary. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> coincidentally, we both have the same so anniversary. So, me and Aaron are in the doghouse. We might have to stay out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Well, guys, thank you very much for being thank on. You. It's been awesome. You. Aaron, you want to take us home? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet. Or follow us on the web at thecloudcast.net, where you can find links to the show and show notes. And oh, you want me to look there? Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and details how to stream us on Twitter. Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. Jeez, I messed that up again. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thank everybody. You. Thanks, guys. Yeah.